From the Bob Marley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion, email edition for February 17th, 2011. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends Walter Eccles, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Teresa Eccles, and Max the Intern back in the Peanut Gallery. Uh, this week we're going to read some of the emails and voicemails that have been sent into the show. If you would like to send us an email, the address is podcast at wdwinfo.com. Send us your comments, suggestions, questions, complaints. Dreams, wishes, fantasies, whatever it is. And if we read it on the show, you can also call us toll free in the United States, Canada, Mexico, 1 877 310 9662, the local number 407 574 5093. If we read your email or play your voicemail on the show, you will get your choice of a disunplugged t shirt or a disunplugged pin and lanyard. And then once a month, we select one person whose email or voicemail we played on the show. And that person gets a shot at the prize Matron. 50 different prizes, all ranging from a $25 Disney gift card all the way up to iPads and all sorts of other fun stuff. And uh, so you get a shot at that. Would you mind if I go over the rules about our Disboard show really quickly? Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, just so everyone knows, with the Disboard show, it's totally different because we choose you and you're not writing in. So what happens is I keep a list of all of the threads that we used. The person who started the thread goes into my hat, so to speak. <laughs> um, then I pick a name out of the hat, and that person gets a shot at the prize matron. This is not like the emails where everybody gets a T-shirt for their thread being read because some of the threads that we choose, they these people don't listen to the podcast, right. you know, necessarily. So um, I've actually come across quite a few people who don't even respond to me when like people that I have chosen I never get a response from them about you know you've been chosen for the prize matron blah 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 not even a what are you talking about kind of thing so I would like to go back to some of these old ones that people have never responded to me and Pick choose someone person. new yeah. if that's okay sure absolutely. but I just wanted to explain that to people because I think they were confused and thought that it would work the same way as the email show okay thank you <laughs> Julie's cool. number is three, two, one. Yeah, really? <laughs> She's, okay. She's looking at him like, what the heck are you doing? Well, you even gave the right three numbers. <laughs> Don't even start it out right. Oh, now people are going to be random dialing. <laughs> yeah, right Hello, Julie. Is it Julie? Uh, Julie? Hello, Julie. <laughs> Julie, where's my T-shirt? I'm start answering my phone, no hablo inglés. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and start off with our first voicemail this week. comes to us from Brad discussing... DVC resells. So here is Brad. Hi, podcast crew. This is Brad, and I am Papa Mouse One on the boards, formerly known as Petroman on the boards. I changed my name just to match up with some other boards that I'm on, so people were confused at who I was. But uh, I was calling about your. You just. I just listened to your email program, and you talked to Mike, who was Guzzy on the boards about the value of purchasing a DVC add-on through the resale market. I recently had done that, and I'm glad that I did. But I was wondering if you might uh, comment or talk about, now that the, there are changes that have been made, the, uh, what they're referring to as the direct purchase benefits, which is kind of funny because of you know, added benefits. It's basically taken where the resale market, uh, there's certain things you simply can't do with points now that if you don't buy direct from Disney, uh, if you buy direct, then it's a benefit, but if you don't, then you've lost the benefits you used to have. Anyway, I just thought you might want to comment on those, if you think it's, a, if it's going to affect the value of our points over time, and, and um, good, bad, and ugly about it. So, as always, you do a great job, so appreciate all of your input. And uh, by the way, I love the divided programs now. I really enjoy uh, the way you've broken into separate programs, and uh, it does uh, it does help. I uh, wish I was going to be joining you guys on the next podcast cruise. We have our own cruise for the family plan for uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, a uh, trip to the world and taking a cruise. So my wife nixed any possibilities of two cruises in one year. 
about selling the children wasn't allowed. So uh, Max is anyway, upset about that. Thank you guys so much and look forward to someday getting to meet you. Thanks again for everything you do. Well, thank you very much, Brad, for calling in about that. Um, I, I know I, you have, John. You have to refresh yeah. my memory. I know that there were some changes made with the, with buying direct from Disney as opposed to resale. All right. I actually have an email I was going to read very similar to this, so I want to put this person's uh, name in the pool as well. This is from Travis Seely, um, and basically had the exact same question: What's the effect of this new policy? Uh, the new policy is is that members who purchase from anyone other than the Disney Vacation Development Company, meaning if you purchase it from anyone but Disney directly, DVC directly. If you go to the third-party market uh, on or after March 21st, 2011, you will not be eligible to use those vacation points to make reservations within the concierge collection, the Disney collection, or the adventure collection. Those vacation points will instead be valid only for reservations at Disney Vacation Club Resorts, as well as RCI Exchanges, Club Cordial, and Club Intrawest. All right, so in other words, if you're, if you're wanting to do Adventures by Disney or Disney Cruise Line... Or... The other Disney resorts. That's part of the concierge mm-hmm. collection is Disney resorts that are not DVC. So if you want to use your points for those things, they right. can't be done with resale points. Right. You will be able to use them for any Disney Vacation Club resort, obviously, and also exchanges within the timeshare RCI, RCI and that whole thing, which is you know different trips. Um, yeah, big discussion on the boards. People are up in arms about it. People are not really sure how it's going to affect the value of points. So it's only after, uh, what was the date, March? March 21st, 2011. So if you bought a resale before, then Correct. you're basically grandfathered in. Right. DV, the timeshare store is really working hard to get people closed by the time that this uh, date comes about. My understanding is that if you have the contract signed before March 21st, it's still okay. Mm. After March 21st, anything bought on the secondary market falls under the new rules. Okay, here's my opinion. You should not be using DVC for a Disney Cruise Line vacation anyway. Yeah, it's... uh, The point value of your Disney Vacation Club points are much higher if you were to rent them as opposed to applying them to a Disney Vacation, Disney Cruise Line vacation. It comes becomes a little bit more blurry for Adventures by Disney. Same basic scenario, but it depends on the adventure you choose. But a lot of people do it. A lot of people do it because it's not that high dollar out of pocket. But you have to really look at the value of your points that you're be- that are being used. So, what is this going to do? In my opinion, this is good because after March twenty first, I'm looking for to buy a new contract because now I'll be able to buy points. At a much lower value because people will want to sell them and dump them because they don't have the same quote unquote value because you can't use them within these exchange programs. So I'm going to want to look to buy points because then I can still rent those points. Okay, I'm confused. Why are people going to be looking to dump their points? If they bought their points directly from Disney, they've got valuable points. Why would they want to dump them? I believe the value of the points are going to go down on the resale market after March 21st. That oh, you think? Oh, I see what you're saying. That that just the the overall value, the overall price, price that those those resales will will. Let's say for so ex- you're look you're going to be looking to buy a resale. Correct. I'll give you an example. Let's say for example, just for round numbers, that um, Old Key West is selling for about sixty dollars a point on the resale market. No, it's not. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, there's quite a few out there. Are you kidding? About check it out. About sixty bucks a point. Um, I'm pulling up the timeshare store as we speak. So my theory is that after March 21st, you might get those points for $50 a point. So the price will drop. However, on a rental market, I believe they're going to contain the same value, which is $10 per point if I rent them. So does that make sense? Plus... Using those points for Disney vacation stay at any of the Disney vacation club properties is still a better value than paying cash. So that's my opinion. Prices are going to go down on the resale market. However, if you're using these points wisely, it's actually going to be in your benefit because the price will drop. And Disney's direct sale prices are going to skyrocket, are going to go up because they know that people are going to think this is a better value Oh my God! Yeah, Old are. Key West is going for sixty dollars a point. Yeah. 
I know my DVC. In some cases, 58. Right. <laughs> and again, when we talk about this, this is all very, very dependent upon, A, how many points are being sold. Lower contracts sell faster, so they, they can get a little more money. Um, how much points are banked, how, much points are, how many points are borrowed, where they fall within the year and um, the, um, mo- the yearly fees, if people have paid the fees or, or fees are owed. So, so again, let me ask you. I know you want to buy DVC points. Are you going to use your... <laughs> we live here. What are we going to do? Pete, would you use your DVC points to book a Disney Cruise Line vacation? No. No. Would you use them to book an Adventures by Disney vacation? No. So that would you use them to stay at? Um, no. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. The Polynesian. No, I would not. So the reason you would use these points: stay at Alani, stay at Grand Californian. Yep. Stay at any of these other. Do you Even some it? of the ones here, yes. Right. Hilton Head. Right. So I think that it's going to be better to wait and purchase these points later. After March 20th. March 21st. March yeah. 21st. I mean... It, does my logic make sense? I no, know. It, does, it does make sense. Do you think this is going to have a negative impact on what DVC is trying to do? Because they're trying to keep it all in-house. I think, like. I think it's going to have a negative impact on the resale market. I think it's going to have a positive impact on DVC itself. Because, again, people will perceive this as a negative. Where I don't perceive it as a negative, I think other people will perceive it as a negative, and it'll affect the value. Well, of I, I think you have to understand why this pol- my my guess as to why this policy was enacted. The economy has gone into the toilet. People can't get approved. People with good credit can't get approved for these mortgages unless you're buying them cash. So people are flocking to the resale market to buy these points and disney's got to stem the tide right and again look at this you're looking at old key west being 60 dollars per point where a new and i'm seeing some as Corey pointed out five uh 58 a point 59 a point we're a new book we're a new uh disney vacation club purchase 400 at- points i'm sorry 400 <laughs> points at old key west Twenty three thousand six hundred dollars and I'm going to tell you something. Four hundred, You can do some stuff with 400 yeah, points. 400 points is a significant amount of you points. You can do some stuff with 400 points. 400 points, you can stay in a studio apartment, studio uh, space, for the entire month of September. Or you can stay for one week in a grand villa in June or July. Hold on. Hold on on that. Wow. That's about the estimate I use in my head when people say how many points is a good number of points. I don't believe you. I do. I'm going to look using our DBC points calculator. All right, so you're saying that take the second week in September. Well, let's go. Let, let's do July. Let's do July 17th through July. Uh, July 17th through the 23rd at, we'll say, Old Key West. I'll do the, do the 24th, do seven nights. 17th through the 23rd is seven nights. For the 24th would be eight nights. 9th, 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd. You always have you, trouble. I do have you. trouble with that. It's actually leaving on the 23rd. So All right. So a grand 24th. villa... For that week, be damn three hundred ninety-six points. The man is good. He knows his. He knows his points. <laughs> I didn't doubt. <laughs> I didn't either. Kevin's just, Kevin just sitting back, folding his arms. Well, there's a lot of stuff and I don't know, but when me, I know it, let me take a look at a studio at Old Key West. Ask him how to get from here to there. Yeah, right. Ask me how to get to <laughs> Old Key West. Don't listen here. to him. And a studio for the month of September, September 1st through the 30th, is 314 points. So again, if you have 400 Dang. points... So you could spend a month at Disney World every year, banking 86 points each time you do it. Until the year 2052. And it costs you $23,000, plus your maintenance fees. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And think about it, even though this is a... This and is I, a mentioned the time, I mentioned the timeshare store... Full disclosure, Timeshare Store is an advertiser. We love them to death. They've been 
uh, them and so the, 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 the Timeshare Store and Swan Dolphin are our longest advertisers on the site. They were here from pretty much day one. And in my opinion, this will hurt the Timeshare Store because they're going to make less money per reservation because the point values will go down. But I think from a consumer standpoint, it's good. I know people will disagree well, I, with me. Well, I think if the price goes down, they'll probably do more business. They'll make it up in volume. Hopefully they'll make volume, it up in right. volume, yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Wow. <laughs> See how he just avoids my case? We can sell all that <laughs> Disney Cruise Line stuff you got sitting on the pool table. Yeah. Buy some <laughs> That's what give kids the world. Oh. Yeah, there is that. Those kids get everything. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Evil man. See, now, by contrast, though, Bay Lake Towers is going for $101, $102, $110 a point. And that's that argument again. If you want to book Christmas. $95 a point, $97 right. a point. If you want to book Christmas 11 months in advance, and that's the resort you want to stay at, then, yeah, you're going to have Animal to. Kingdom Lodge is going for $75 a point. Let's see what else. Beach Club Villas. Boy, a lot of pending at Beach Club Villas. Actually, everything... Yeah, Beach Club Villas is very popular. $86 a point at Beach Club Villas. Boardwalk is going for $69, $67. What's uh, Hilton Head and Vero Beach going for? You want to lose your mind. 47 probably. $46 a point. I've been to Vero Beach. Actually, everything... Uh, Hilton Head's going for 60 55 55 yeah. 52 50 um, Grand Californian going for ninety five, ninety nine. Um, Saratoga Springs is going for sixty, sixty five, sixty seven, sixty nine. The the you know the Vero Beach, Resort area is Vero going to be Beach more. is going for fifty one, fifty one dollars a point. Wilderness Lodge is going for sixty seven dollars a point. $72 a point. So, I mean, yeah, and that's, wow. Wow. And they've got a lot of inventory. Timeshare Store has a lot of inventory. Now, how much would it be if you bought it directly from Disney? This is like, like on average. Well, you can't buy Old Key West directly right. from Disney anymore. The, the resorts down. that they're selling now, I believe, are in the 120 range per point. But, again, I'm not that, I may have that wrong, so don't write to me and say you have it wrong. But I think... Um, the uh, contemporary is in the 120s. Thousand points at Old Key West, $69,000. No, I'm sorry, 960 points. No, Seven, no, 1,000 points, 1,000 points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rain Man. 1,000 points, 1,000 points. Shut up. Walter, you I just I'm stunned at that I'm stunned uh, at that number. You could spend September and October. So I'm sure people will disagree with me on where what my feeling is about how this affects. Well, it depends on what they want, right? And what they would use the points for. Right. But again, if you can rent those points for the same but I've, value, I've also said it a million times. DVC is a great value. It really is. If you're going to vacation here regularly, DVC is a phenomenal value. Those resorts are excellent. They really are. They're fantastic resorts. You get more space. You get more amenities. You get more for your dollar that way. Exactly. So, all right. Well, thank you very much for the question, Brad. It certainly sparked a, a good discussion on this end. Who has an email they'd like to read? I do. This Go one. ahead, DBC hater. <laughs> Hating McCaterson. This is Barry Summer. Um uh, his question is, hold a second. Uh, Why are you a DVC hater? That's his question. He's freezing Rapke. I don't know who he is. I was just, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with Barry. Let's do with Barry. Barry. Yeah. Who the heck is he? <laughs> oh, he's freezing Rafiki. Oh, wow. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> it's sad. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost better than spooktacular. Do you, do you know if 48-inch height requirement on the aqueduct is only for single riders, or can someone under 48 ride with an adult? No. You have to be 48 inches to ride the aqueduct with or without someone else. Yeah, it's not an addition question. You can't add your heights together. Because no. <laughs> you can always tell when the kids don't make it because you start hearing a lot of wailing. But 
If you're not 48, they won't let you go down. Yeah, there are start, there are some attractions that like at Blizzard Beach, I know, Runoff Rapids, they have a double tube, and you can bring a uh, you can put a little child in front of you as long as they can hold on to your leg. So I can see where the confusion would be. Right, this one they do not do that. So, and for those who don't know, the aqueduct is the uh, water coaster. water coaster on board the Disney Dream, Disney Cruise Line's new ship. All right, thank you, Walter. Thank you. Who else? I have one. This comes from our good friend Jeff. Old Key West lover. Oh. Hey, Jeff. On the boards. Hi, gang. I'm very um, experienced on this board. Should have 10,000 posts by the time this is read. He actually mm-hmm. has more now. Um, but I've been wondering something about the administration of the boards. On occasion, a moderator will move a thread because it would better fit on a different section. Does the original poster ever get notified somehow that it has been moved so they can find it? Some posts get deleted for various reasons. Would the original poster get notified as to why that happened? Hope everyone is having a good, great year. It's a good question. Um, there's no, there's nothing automatic that'll notify people if the if the thread has been moved. On occasion, there'll be a redirect so you can find it. But if there's not a redirect, you're gonna have to look under your under your name in the user panel and see the threads that you subscribe to to find where that thread is. Also, if the thread Say uh, something was posted on a theme parks board and somebody's asking about, they just joined, they want to know how to post, it'll get moved to the appropriate forum. If you've subscribed to that thread and it's been moved, you'll get notified next time somebody posts on it. You know, somebody responds to it and it'll give you the the correct link. And that's just a limitation of the software we use. Right. Now, as far as deleted threads, if there's something inappropriate with the thread or topic, um, a warning or notice will be sent to the original poster letting them know that it was deleted for whatever reason. Now, if somebody posts about, you know, the best day to go to Fantasyland, and then it's, it turns into po- a political discussion, it'll get deleted, but the original poster isn't going to get notified because it's not really the original poster's fault. Right. So we're not going to just let you know that your post was deleted but because the thread took a wrong turn. So there's, you know... That's just the way the, like John said, the software limitations with. Well, a lot of times in a a case where you have a thread taking a wrong turn, it won't get deleted. It'll get locked. Um, It it gets deleted if there's something grossly inappropriate, if it's spam, advertising, things like that. That's when a post is more likely to get deleted. Uh, Posts that start out fine and take a wrong turn normally will get locked. Normally. Depends on what kind of wrong turn it takes. You know, it's always done on a case by case basis. So, all right, thank you for that. Who else has one they want to read? I do. Hi, podcast team. I recently took my girls to see Tangled, and I really enjoyed the film. I thought that Mother Gothel, Rapunzel's kidnapper, fake mother, was the most interesting, well-developed villain character I'd seen in a long time. She was so smart and horribly manipulative, almost painful to watch at times. Who's your favorite Disney villain? Who's your favorite villain in a Disney film, and who's the most evil of all? Thank you so much, Ashley. Sweet PMD on the boards. Okay, I'm going to answer first because I read the email. My favorite Disney villain is Yzma from oh, I love The her. Emperor's New Groove. She's great. <laughs> um, I love the way things on Yzma have dropped. Yeah, Makes me hilarious. giggle all the time. And I think the most evil goes back to Snow White. I don't know if you get much more evil than Bring Me Her Heart. <laughs> <laughs> So that's my answer. I don't know that I have a favorite villain, per se. I do, so I'll go. Yeah. My favorite villain is Maleficent. I love Sleeping Beauty, but I love her too. I, I think she's a great character. I think the most evil villain is Scar. He I agree. creeps. Yeah, me I agree with out. that. I mean, he plotted the death of his own brother. I mean, you know? See, I, was, I wasn't going to say Scar, but I like his little minions. I like the hyenas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but are they villains or are they pawns in his evil game? Ooh, John. I asked for a ride home earlier. I'm still looking. Just pawns in the evil game. I also think the villain in Hunchback of Notre Dame. That's yes. my favorite. Judge Claude Frollo is... My favorite. He's creepy too. Yeah, he is creepy. And, and I haven't seen Tangled yet, but in my opinion, he is one of the most well-developed characters. Mm. Now, again, it was written by Victor Hugo, so it's not, you know, this is a classic character in a classic book, but I think Disney did a good turn of making him very well-rounded. 
So that's your favorite villain? That's my favorite villain. You think he's the most evil? I do too. think he's the most evil, especially because of how he had a plan from beginning to end. It wasn't just, you know, yeah. I want world domination. It was a specific plan that he was carrying out and manipulating people. You've given this some... I have this yeah, is my really. treatise on wow. villains. He's the next Dr. Evil over there. <laughs> what about you, Teresa? I don't know if he's considered a villain. Gaston? Yes, he's a villain. I like him because he's... I don't know. He's well, his mean. furniture's made out of horns. He's kind of a villain with fluff. <laughs> no yeah, one, no he's mean, like but he's Gaston. easy on the eyes. I don't know. I like <laughs> oh, Gaston. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have a good Valentine's Day, huh? <laughs> He's a pretty villain. Yeah. And I like his little um, pawn, the little gooby goober oh, the guy. Little goober I don't dude. know what his yeah. name is, but. I know and I like with. Ursula as being really <laughs> evil, too. And you say Ursula was the best dressed? Yes. <laughs> she has pearls. She so. has pearls, yeah. Black strapless, she can't go wrong. Right. And a yeah. lovely shade of orchid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have one. I, I really don't. I mean, there's no. One villain that I've ever like, you know. Well, who do you think is the most evil villain? The most evil? I just never gave it much thought. Isn't there one named John somewhere? There's one named Pete. <laughs> You're thinking of <laughs> Prince John from Robin Hood, and he is a villain, but he's a wimpy villain. Yeah, it's not exactly. He's kind of. I don't know. I just he hides I, behind the sheriff of right, Nottingham. Yeah, he's a pawn. I pro- would probably. <laughs> I, I would probably go with Scar. If if we talk about the most evil villain, um, I thought he was, and Jeremy Irons just does such a yeah. great, just yeah. a great villain. That voice, that I mean, he's he's great. It was you know, so I, I guess I would have to have, would have to go there. I like mean, when he makes Zazu sing from from Hunchback of Notre Dame, uh, Frollo, whatever the hell his name was. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's Frollo. he just reminded me of like an old pedophile. Oh. I didn't want to go there. Yeah, he's like yeah, he's bad a kid touch toucher. But that's part of what is creepy about yeah. him is mm-hmm. his, yeah. you know, I mean, he's... He's like bad touch pro. Right. He's a part of the church and yet he's lusting after... Esmeralda. Esmeralda. So it's all sort of within that yeah. context of what yeah, makes him... So I, I, I don't know. But like I said, I never really just gave, just never really gave it a lot of thought. So. Thank you, Ashley. All right. We have our next voicemail from Avery with a question about Expedition Everest. So here is Avery. Hi, podcast crew. My name is Avery, and I am seven years old, and I have a question. Expedition Everest, which I love the ride, but it's just the Yeti that scares me. I'm going to ask a question. Um, The Yeti inside, I heard it broke, but I just want to find out if if it's still in there or if it's not. Because I don't know if I'm going to write it next year. I have, but it just creeps me out there. Yeah, so I'm going to. So, could you tell me if it is? Thanks. Bye. Great voicemail. Oh, it's so cute. Thing. She I know. is. She's How adorable. How am I supposed to find her? Um, Avery. Uh, I have the email oh. that she sent in. Um, well, Avery, I, uh, I can tell you that the Yeti, as far as I know, is still broken and has been for quite a while. Um, so you should have no trouble riding Expedition Everest. He is still there, but... He's there. He's he, just, he doesn't jump out. Now, Avery, he's coming dead. up is the fifth anniversary of Expedition Everest. He might be fixed for that. He might be. They might fix him for that. But he's really just a big beanie you baby. Could just close your eyes on that part. Right. That's what I do. And if you ride it, good for you. Because my almost 14-year-old sister still won't ride it. <laughs> so you're doing so, you know, I'll ride. I'll, I will ride that. I will, that, I, I will ride that I'll, one. I'll I ride that it. one. I think it's a great... But you won't do Rock and Roller Coaster? No. 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 Because no. it goes upside down? In the dark, upside down. Yep. No. Yeah. Not I'll, do gonna, well. I'll do I'll do In the Dark. I won't do In the Dark, Upside Down. Um, so you do uh, The Hulk? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You know, I will not do... No. I said I will do oh, oh, In the Dark. I, I will not do Upside Down. With eggs and bacon? What is it? Dr. Seuss? I had that one pass backwards. <laughs> so... But uh, good for you, Avery. I hope uh, I hope it stays broken so you'll ride it. Yes. And if it is fixed and you go to ride it, just close your eyes. Or just stick your fingers in your ear and stuck out your tongue. <clears throat> and let them know you're not afraid of them. There you go. So thank you for calling in. Who else has an email they'd like to read? I have another one. Oh, I, haven't, I have one that I haven't read yet. Tough. Um, you waited too long. 
Well, I was trying to let you guys go since I jumped on the rapid fire. Okay. Well, somebody go ahead. Mine is Craig Johnson from Hickson, Tennessee. Um, with the launch of the new Verizon iPhone and a lot of new owners out there, I was wondering if you guys could discuss your favorite app, either Disney-related or not, other than e-ticket. Sort of like an Oprah's favorite things. Thanks. Love the show. Guess he's a new iPhone owner looking for apps. Um, mine right now, I love the TMZ app because I don't get to watch my shows and I like, you know, ET or whatever, and I don't get to read magazines. So TMZ app is great for catching up on my celebrity gossip. <laughs> um, I have several, um, but I don't have my iPhone in front of me. Uh, we all took out our iPhones to see what the apps. Yeah, you guys talk about your favorites. Let me go run and get my iPhone. I love the Kindle app, which is free. I love being able to read on my phone when I'm waiting for someone. Uh, my favorite game is a game. I I think it's the first app I bought. It's a game called Drop Seven. It's sort of like a Tetris with numbers. Walter, you said you really liked one. My favorite uh, app is Illumination. It's for um, I iPhone 4, it will turn the flash on. You can use it as a flashlight. It's a very good flashlight. My favorite game would be Bejeweled. The only problem with Illumination, the, the, that on my computer. the yeah. app that turns it into a flashlight, if you use it a lot, it's been known to drain the battery. If you're using it for just short-term things, right. it's great. It's great having it in your pocket. If you're in a restaurant, you can't see the menu. It's excellent. Like you Corey can't only drive has like four thousand apps. Well, I have I have a few that I use all the time. Uh, Sportacular, I use that to get all my my scores. Oh yeah, um, I have that one too. <laughs> lately, uh, <laughs> lately have been on uh, on Realtor.com. It's really fun. Wait, that you know something? That's how we found our house. I, I love Realtor.com. Realtor.com. It's, it's a great great app. Uh, I also use a lot of work related stuff uh, for analytics. My favorite game. I don't really play a lot of games on here, but when I do, it's Field Runners. I enjoy that one. Oh no, my favorite game is Crazy Valet. And <laughs> Crazy Valet. What does that do? Crazy Valet. You're trying to get this one friggin' car out of the parking lot, and you got to move all the other cars. And I mean, it's just <laughs> it's real challenging for me. Anyway. All right. Well, the the app. I probably use the most on my iPhone is uh, by a company called Motion X. It's called GPS Drive. I was just about to mention that one. It is a absolute, complete, perfect replacement for uh, an in-car GPS system. Um, is it? Does it have audio turned yes. on? Oh yeah, yes. You, you pay wow. extra for that. You pay it's extra twenty dollars a year. Twenty dollars a year extra. Um, but the maps are always updated. You don't have to plug it in updated maps. About turn like by Armin. turn, turn here. And it's turn by turn directions in a very clear voice. And it will work on both the iPhone and the iPad. What's the, the regular price? Uh, I think it's 99 cents. It's 99 cents for the app. free unless you want the turn by turn. And if you Correct. want the voice guidance, it's $20 a year. Oh, awesome. Don't you already have Motion X? We know. all had to get it to go out and to take pictures. Oh, no, like that's, that's different. That was that... Um, Oh, it's in here. That was mo well. That was Motion X GPS. That's different. Right. Same company, but it, this is Drive. This is the turn by turn directions. Um, so I use that a lot. I use the Facebook app quite a bit. Um, eBay's fun too. And I, I, I just want to give a plug for uh, Lee Cockrell's Creating Magic iPhone app is really good. I I enjoy that. I use that all the time just to get you know cute little. Reminder sayings and things like that. I uh, use another one called Siri a lot. S-I-R-I. It's a free app from Apple. And it's a voice recognition thing. So if you're someplace and looking for anything, you can ask it almost any question. You can turn it on and ask it who's married to Warren Beatty. And in a couple of seconds, it'll tell you a nip Benning. That's mm -hmm. so funny. You well. can, where's the closest Italian restaurant? Where can I find an ATM? Things like that. And it's free. I use that a lot. Game-wise, I love skee-ball. <laughs> the ski ball game on from Flick Software is fantastic. I love it. Um, also, uh, Kitchen Pad Timer uh, is actually more for the iPad, but it will work on the iPhone. It shows you four burners on your on your stove, and you can set timers for each one of them. Um, individual timers for each. That's cool. Each one. What did it? You know, it asks you what is it, and. Uh, what what uh, temperature do you have it on low, medium, low, medium, medium, high, high? Um, it, it's really cool. I use that a lot when I'm cooking 
big meals. One we use a lot is called I Have to Pee or Gotta Pee. Let me see what's it called. When you're out and about <laughs> and you need to find a restroom, it tells you the locust, lo- the closest. The locust. Uh, the locust. <laughs> the closest uh, public restroom. Also, is, I like iMovie. I like the iMovie kids. app on the iPhone, especially if you have the iPhone 4. Uh, the iMovie app is great. It allows you to edit the movies that you shoot, put them in a theme, and upload them to YouTube, Facebook, hmm. uh, all that good stuff right from your phone. You do everything right in your phone. I have an 8mm camera app that's really cool. And so I film the kids. looks like the 1920s. Oh, wow. That's or the cool. 70s. What's it called? Just 8mm camera. Oh, right. Isn't it cool, though? Wow. I mean, I use Scrabble a lot, too. You can do your banking on your phone. Something called Sakura and X-Pro, which I don't even know what either one of those are. But it looks cool when you play it back. I like um, the Chase banking app. You don't have to go to the bank anymore. Just take a picture of your check. That's incredible. Isn't, isn't that it? amazing? Yeah. I'm so waiting for one of one of the two banks I use to do that. I've got SunTrust because I went. Well, SunTrust now doesn't do this, but they do. Um, you can get a scanner for checks, so you can just put it through the scanner and automatically deposits it into your account. Oh, really? Yeah. The well, other I thing I use a lot. Well, it's not any fun. There's a free calculator app, and I actually use that a lot. I, I use my calculator, use my calculator all, all the time. time. Yeah. Daily, I use mm-hmm. it. Corey mentioned my favorite one, which is Realtor.com. And we used it to find our house. I'm on it every night. But I love so it just fun. I just love it to be nosy. You drive through the neighborhood and how much are these houses worth? <laughs> the other thing is it you don't you don't have to be in a neighborhood. Right. I've been playing with it and you can literally put any zip code in any neighborhood. Mm. There's a GPS thing where you can point to a map and fly across the country and tell you what houses will cost if you're looking for real estate in another place. So mm-hmm. it's And my new favorite game is Angry Birds. That's one of the more oh, popular. Lord. I've heard there. people talk about that. A lot of that. people talk I about that. I really don't one. play games on my phone. I have baby games that they play. I do when I'm waiting for my coffee and Dunkin' Donuts, but it's like, yeah, you know, or if I'm in the doctor's, doctor's office right, or something like minutes. that. Yeah. Right. I mean, what's nice about this is you can play for a couple of minutes and then stop it. But what else? I, Shazam, I like Shazam. Is that a game or is that a... Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, music recognition. If the, if the song's playing yeah, 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 okay. and you hit that, hold it up, yeah, it'll Shazam tell you what song cool. is playing. Awesome. I've also found that I've been playing with some of the travel guides for London and Paris. I've got a couple of different travel guides. Disneyland Paris has a travel guide on, I believe it's $1.99 or even free. I don't remember. But I like having them with me. And again, that's something I do when I'm sitting and waiting. Plot my trip. Hmm. Good deal. I also use our app all the time on my phone. E-ticket. The e-ticket. I don't have DVC and I'm not planning a trip. I use it to access the boards because it's faster than Safari on the iPhone. And also makes it nice and neat. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's a very neat app. I use yeah, it all the e-ticket, time. E-ticket is the only way. Uh, you you got to have e-ticket in order to use the boards in a way that's formatted for your mobile phone. Uh, we did that intentionally. Sorry, but... We do that intentionally. Yeah, things like signatures and stuff are pulled out because those but just take I up also, so much stuff. Right, but I also like eTicket for, and I, again, I'm plugging my own app here, but I like eTicket for pulling up the reviews. Um, it's a great way to pull up the reviews of what other people have written about restaurants, hotels, things like that. And That's menus. all included. Menus are all in there. So, There's a lot of iPhone rumors out. Have you heard them? No, it's nothing but rumors on the iPhone and the iPad. Well, they're talking about iPhone 5 now. They're talking about it being the iPhone Nano. It's going to be half the size, half the memory, a smaller version of the iPhone for no, half the price. I, I won't be buying that. But they're also talking about once they release that, that Apple will make MobileMe free because you won't be able to store that much on your iPhone. I, I think there's an awful lot of Apple rumors floating around right now. And given that Steve Jobs just went on sick leave, hmm. I don't know what to believe about anything. I, they keep talking about there's going to be a new iPad in April. Well, if that was the case, they'd be taking pre-orders for it now like they did last year with the release of the iPad, and we haven't seen that. I think we're not going to see a new iPad until fall, and that's when we're going to see it. I don't think they're going to. The rumors I keep hearing about that is it's going to have the retina display and the cameras front and back. And we're hearing front. I'm, I've heard front and back cameras, but no retina display. Uh, if on the one, one rumor I heard was that they're going to release one in April. It's going to have the cameras on it, and then in the fall they're going to release another one that's going to have the Retina display. 
That's what I heard. But again, all this stuff is rumor. Who knows? I, I'm happy with my iPad and my iPhone right now. I'm not anxious to upgrade. Of course, if they come out with something new, I'm going to have to buy it. You're going to have to. You know, I'm forced to. It's 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 in my contract. I when we first got these phones and they had the FaceTime on them, I couldn't imagine what anyone would use them for. I thought personally they were a waste, and I'd never use them. Never use them. Lately, I've been going to the house and doing FaceTime with Kevin and showing him what's been done or how much work has been done. What does the new dishwasher look like? It's really that's good funny. for that because you can turn it right around. You turn it around. It's amazing. Well, see, I, I always thought if I had computer problems, I could say, Pete, look at the back of my computer. What's hooked up wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but you and I, I think, for, out of the novelty of it, the first, as soon as we got our iPhone 4s, oh, we did I it never a couple times. It, yeah. But we've never used it since. I don't use it at all. I've tried no. to FaceTime with him maybe when he has something and he can't be home and the kids go to bed, but he's not where there's Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's the problem. You have to oh, be, both of you right, have to be right, where right. there's Wi-Fi. And I could understand if it was grandparents with grandkids right, and you, right. you know, stuff that. like that. But but that's why for us we couldn't find it. I, I do want to throw this out there because I have come across a product, and I have no nothing vested in this product. Um, but I've come across a product that I have fallen in love with, and it's called Clear. It's uh, you have to live only in certain areas of the country right now for this to work. But uh, Sorry, the Leah. guy who started the guy who started Nextel has started this company called Clear, trying to build the best 4G network. Ultimately, have the fastest 4G network in America. And I bought, I've leased out. I'm going to buy it because it's. I want to see how it works in California because allegedly this will work in in Anaheim. If it works here and it works in Anaheim, I'm buying it. Right now, I'm leasing it for nine dollars a month. $50 a month for the service. Unlimited, when you have 4G connection, it's unlimited bandwidth. You have no no limit on your usage. It's 5 gigs a month if you're on 3G. Um, but it's a MiFi device, which means it's a, you know, maybe a, 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 a four-inch square uh, box, thin box, with a display on it that uh, creates a Wi-Fi connection for whatever devices you want. It, it's a secure connection. It gives you a password when you first turn it on. And uh, I have been getting fantastic reception with this thing, even driving in the car. How much is it if you want to buy it? If you want to buy it, it's $225 for the device itself. And then $50 a month? And then $50 a month. Or you can pay the $9 a month lease. And if you get it and you don't like it, it's forty dollars. Forty dollars is a termination fee. This replaces the little doohickey you stick in the side of the laptop. Cor- correct, because this actually creates a Wi-Fi signal using uh, using cellular broadband, and you can connect up to five devices to it. So I could have my iPad, my iPhone, and my MacBook Did Air. Did you do it through Best Buy? Uh, they, yeah, uh, the Best Buy by us had a display set up. I had actually gotten something in the mail from them a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, okay, that looks kind of interesting. I've seen commercials. And then I went into Best Buy, and the guy was there, and I started asking him questions. And uh, there, uh, it, it, I got to tell you, it's really cool. And it gets it, it's in Orlando. Orlando is one of the cities I know. Orlando, Phoenix, New York, New York City, uh, Philadelphia. If you go to their website, we'll have a link to it in the show notes page. You go to their website, there'll be a a, a whole thing there um, that shows you where their coverage is right now. But uh, I got to tell you, it, the, the, if you're in a 4G neighbor, in their 4G neighborhood, boy, I'm getting seven and eight megs per second down, and we're going to get one, two to three megs per second up. One. We're looking for them, um, which is just stupid fast. What we like about it too is that you can have multiple connections, mm-hmm. so right. Kevin can work on his iPad, I can work on my iPad or our PCs. Now, yeah. when you when you share a connection, it does cut down the bandwidth. You know, you're not each going like, to get. Stop watching YouTube. <laughs> you know. Well, again, you know, we would download our email and be done with it. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, it's not like we're, again, watching videos. Talking about a device you've fallen in love with, I have fallen in love with Apple TV. And it's like dirt cheap. Yeah. It's $99. It's, again, a little four inch square box, about an inch tall. I think it's the best thing ever. My dad sent me a text last yeah, night. He loves I his. love Apple TV. We do too. We love our Apple TV. It's amazing. It's like having a classic movie library for free. I also like what they've done with um, YouTube is they've made it a way so that you can go and search the uh, videos and they're formatted for your screen. 
on Apple TV. On Apple TV, you just go to YouTube and you, can you watched it. the um, State of the Union address. I did. We were away for the State of the Union address, and I said oh, I really wanted to tape it, and I forgot to tape it on TiVo, and I went and searched and found it on YouTube. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that was a whole gadget. Was. <laughs> I say it all the time. We, we should, like our toys. We should do a podcast on technology. You guys would be no, good at there it. Are, there are much better out there than us. You, you know, you, now you, but some now, people don't want to. Now wanna... you're swimming in Leo Laporte's uh, backyard. Now he's. He's trying to keep up with me. He's the master. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Speak no ill of Leo. I love Leo Laporte. This week in tech, if you want a great tech, if you want a great tech podcast, um, you cannot do better than this week in tech with Leo Laporte. Honest to God. Can I jump in? Sure. Wait. Can I read another email? Yeah. It, yeah. it ties into this. Every week I w- Hi, everyone. Every week I wait for the latest and greatest did po- Diz podcast to come out. Of course, I do listen to other podcasts on a variety of different topics. How dare you? <laughs> My qu- off with your head. My question to the podcast team is, what do, what do they listen to on their iPods, MP3 players? Do you listen to other podcasts? Do you listen to books, types of music? Thanks for answering my question. And that's from Holly Mack, 71 on the boards. Holly McKelvey. McKelvey. Yeah, McKelvey. Good, I said it right, I think. <laughs> well, I don't have, like, on my iPhone, uh, no, I don't listen to pod. I, I really don't listen to any other podcasts. I, if, if I do listen to another podcast, it's going to be uh, NPR, National Public Radio, or This Week in Tech with Leo Laporte. I do love those two. Um, uh, but uh, in terms of what's on my, my iPhone, in terms of music, um, you know, keep in mind I'm gay. Uh, so there's Elton, Glee, show tunes. You know, that's what I listen to. He's a lot stereotyping of. it up. But also, you know, also <laughs> I, I I like to listen to a lot of like you know Bobby Darin, Rat Pack, uh, mm-hmm. Sinatra, uh, stuff like that. I st- I think that mu- that's some timeless, timeless, timeless. Maybe music. I am a gay man. I don't know. You are a gay man. <laughs> you are. You are that a gay is man. all over. Add Doris Day to that and. Mm-hmm. Bette Medler and Bette. Barbara Streisand. Barbara's on here. Cher's Judy on here. Judy Garland. I don't. I only have a little Judy. I have a here. little Judy. I have more Doris Day than anything. My musical taste just goes all over the place. On my iPod right now, I have Al Green, Arcade Fire, Brandy Carlisle, uh, Florence and the Machine, Jack Johnson. However, I like stuff they call mid-century stuff. Frank Sinatra, Doris yeah, Day. And I got to tell you, of all of that, Bobby Darin. Oh um, gosh! Yeah. I absolutely adore, and I get into moods where that's all I want to listen to, and I will just, I will listen to either Bobby Darren or I'll do, listen to Kevin Spacey doing Bobby Darren. Oh it's my one of my God. Favorite movies is uh, Beyond the Sea. The Kevin, Sp- Kevin I Spacey. I never knew that. I love this stuff, Pete. Oh, <laughs> isn't that bizarre? That is fun. I love Bobby Darren. Love, love, love Bobby Darren. Our iPod just basically stays in the car, and when we play it, it just goes on shuffle. We don't like the song. We but go see, to the next one. I don't do books. I don't do. I don't listen to podcasts. I, I didn't it, know what a podcast was until I started doing this. Yeah, I don't have any podcasts I, I listen to. I did at one time, but it was all. And the idea of someone reading to me. Search related. I'm usually asleep within three seconds. I tried that in a, on a yeah. drive once. I did books on tape, and I fell asleep Can't while I was driving. It. It's just not Can't good. Can't do it. Tell them what you like. Um, I, I think I have twelve songs, <laughs> and they all do this. Thump, thump. I disco, disco. The mine, is, heavy. mine is all 80s all the time. Oh, well, this is, I, apparently, I only marry people that are like stuck in the 80s because it's all John listened to and it's all Walter listens to. Very heavy techno. However, Kevin has introduced me to a singer called Adele, and she has a new song out that is absolutely incredible, yeah, yeah. Rolling in the Deep. And she is timeless in her voice and in her... Um, Phrasing and phraseology. Her new album comes out uh, February twenty second. Not that we're waiting for it or anything. I'm waiting for No Doubt's new album. I yeah. like Gwen. Love, love them. I got a Gwen Stefani song on here. I think. I don't know. Somewhere in the well, I just downloaded Petula Clark. Uh, Happy Heart. <laughs> oh, I have a bunch of Petula Clark on mine. I love her. All right, let's do that. What's the last song you downloaded? Petula oh. Clark. Happy oh, I don't Heart. Have my- Brandy Carlisle. I don't put songs don't on put my songs phone. On your phone. Which, I don't which put one? a lot on my phone. Uh, the story. Uh, it's that's our song. Um, there's also. Have you ever heard the live version of it? No. It's incredible. Uh, and if you want the best singer ever, you got to download Patsy Cline. The last song. I do like Patsy Cline. If Mama was married from Gypsy. 
<laughs> did you hear who's? Did you hear that she Barbara is Streisand is gonna do Gypsy? Oh really? No. Oh my gosh! Mama Rose, <gasps> where? I, on, uh, she's making a movie. Oh, they're Bar- redoing Gypsy with Barbara Streisand as Mama Rose. That's she says be she wants huge. to bookend uh, Funny Girl. She thinks these are two iconic roles, oh, yeah. and she thinks those would bookend her career. Wow, what has she done now? We even gave it up more. <laughs> oh, oh, how about my you man, Barbara possible, Streisand? Huh? <laughs> oh my god, it's on here. Or don't no. raid on my parade. That's on YouTube. Oh, on YouTube. Well, funny girl, yeah. No, oh, of the most recent thing so that I added to my iPod <laughs> were the were the three of Incubus's albums: Morning View, you, uh, your, yeah. Um, so when I'm, I'm working, grenades. I don't like uh, voices. I don't like music. music. Oh God! By. It's like so. I'm always downloading new age music. It's just like walking into an elevator oh in his house. Oh my gosh! It's a lot of Enya. It, it's like being in a spa all day. I, I, I downloaded Paint's puts new me video. Down. Uh, when I listen to music when I'm working, it's usually somebody like Jack Johnson. It's um, kind of mellow, kind of just laid back, nothing real. Occasionally, the Bjork song sneaks in there. I have a Bjork what song Bjork called song? "Earth Intruders." About twigs and branches, and I only play it to annoy John. <laughs> what about human behavior? No, it's got to be earth intruders. I don't know why I have many Ripperton on here, but I guess I... The band I listen to, to the most often, the band I listen to, not the single singer, is Arcade Fire. They put an out. You know how when you buy an album or a CD, you like one or two songs on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put it out a CD a couple of years ago called Funeral. And I think it's one of the best CDs I've ever heard. I can listen to it start to finish. Right, what about, I'm sorry, go ahead. Arcade Fire is what you said. Arcade Fire. Wow, yeah. no one would know this is a Disney podcast <laughs> listening to the last 20 minutes of I the have, show. I have two questions. You were going to say something, Corey. Now, I have different songs I listen to for different, um, you know, the mood I'm in. If I'm working out, it's going to be like hardcore, like yeah. break stuff music. If I'm coding, believe it or not, I listen to like Natalie Merchant. That, okay, she's like, soothing. It, yeah. yeah, if, I, if I'm yeah. coding and I'm not really paying attention, it's like background music. Right. That 10,000 Maniacs. Then there's Max's music. Which... I was just going to say, I want to know what Max says okay. on his iPhone. Because you know it's going to be something like the Screaming Nipples or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> screaming. <laughs> screaming Nipples. You just gave somebody a band name. I did. The, the Inflamed Genitalia. It's going to be something. You just know it. What I listen to the most is A Day to Remember or Since It's Fail, bands you've no one's probably ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think about now that Paramore has become more mainstream? I don't like Paramore. You don't? At all. You used to. You I, had, I, you used like to the first CD. The first CD I did. But then she it, it's become all about her, so it's not even Paramore okay. anymore. It's you You're know? right though. Okay. In the latest video, they show only her. Here's Max's music. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't know what they're saying. Sorry, son. <laughs> I'm not kidding. All day. Has anybody been listening? Has anybody heard the the band that just? Uh, apparently, they've been around for a while. I just found them called Mumford and Sons. Yeah, I really like them. They're cute. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Max. You know it's true. It's like British beer hall banjo music, and I love it. <laughs> uh, oh my! I like it too. Well, that was an interesting, was an interesting diversion, diversion into. Other but you things. know what? I think that's interesting. That's fun. It's fun to talk about something else. You can only talk about Disney so much. But none of us have Disney music, do we? Oh, yeah. oh I do. Oh, no, I, I do. do. Um, I do. I have the full I Sherman Brothers catalog. Uh, yeah, now. no, I've think, got... We I've, don't have any. All my... I have Under the Sea. I think my, this is about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, my Disney... You know, you look at through my, my playlist, my Disney Bonafides are good. I, I've got, you know, park music, movie music, stuff like that. Especially from The Lion King, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. Love that stuff. Jody love Benson. It. She's on here. I absolutely love that stuff, so... Yeah, no, I've got it in there. Because I get into moods, you know? I mean, okay, now, let's see who has the most songs on their iPhone. Oh, oh it's not me. I don't have that many. But yeah. No, I, I mean, on, at home on my, my iTunes library, I think I, I have, have 7,000 songs. But, but here, no, I don't have that much. At 99 cents each, you have 7,000 songs? A lot of them were things Isn't that Isn't that scary? Have. We could have bought a better house. Have? How many songs do you have? Uh, hang on a second. I don't even know how to get to Where do you find songs. that? Go to songs and scroll down the bottom. 314. 314. <laughs> How many do you have, Julie? 105. Corey? I don't keep any songs on here. Max? I got 212. I only got 69. Yeah. Teresa, we could trade iPads. <laughs> I, well, I, my iPad okay. might have songs. Hang on, hang on. I thought mine was sad. Oh, I have 176. All right. I have more than all of you combined and probably quadrupled. 
3,350. On your phone? On your phone? Is that on your whole phone. library? Wait a minute. You got... Yeah, pretty much. See, I have 7,000 I don't do this. Mine won't yeah. fit. Oh, wait. I do have them on my iPad. On my, in my iTunes library. I've got 3,350 songs. And you did a lot of taking uh, stuff off your DVD, your CD. Because this is yeah. where I'm going to listen to it. This yeah. is the last song I downloaded. That's really enjoyable. I wait, thought, wait, wait, wait. How I many thought you, a window was cracked. <laughs> Pete, how many do you have? <laughs> 3,350. I have 3,013 on my iPad. I win. <laughs> oh no, I don't keep them on my iPad. I don't keep any songs on See, my I'm iPad. See, I'm the opposite. That's weird. Do y'all put movies on your iPad and keep them on there? No. Or do you move? Never at all? Ferris you don't put them on there? Ferris loves videos. I, I, I will load the iPad up with video if I'm traveling. But yeah. outside of that, no. You don't keep it on there? Nope. Yeah, I do, Teresa. Do you want to know what's on there? My taste yeah, what you jumps from everything. Gosh, Ferris loves Britney Spears right now. I know all the songs by heart. He likes the videos. What's your most played song on iTunes? Can you look that up on there? I don't think it says. Yeah. We're not going to go, are we? Where do you find that? probably Shinedown. I have Woody Allen's Playlist. 10 years. I have the 25th anniversary of Les Mis. And I have top 25 most played. Judy Garland's A Star is Born. And I have an animated movie called The Triplets of (laughs) Belleville. Yeah, I have Goodbye Charlie, Gypsy, and what was the other one I had on there? Pat Benatar, several Susie episodes and the of the Criminal Minds. All right, uh, Glee, uh, <laughs> most top twenty-five most played come from Glee. Rob Thomas. Where do you find that? Playlist. Playlist. Beyond the Sea. Kevin Spacey. Uh, it's under playlist. Playlist. It'll be twenty-five. Elton most John, Captain of the Kid. Hmm. Well, there's nothing yeah. under playlist. How do you figure out what it is? Yes, there is. It says top or recent top twenty-five most recently played or something. It does. Yeah. yeah. All right, we should really get back yeah, to reading some emails. Let's just say we about beat this. To this death. is uh, now on board. <laughs> um, you could hear those iPods clicking off. Yeah. You? We're in if I'm bored, I now. Can, if I'm bored and I'm in the middle of the conversation, I can't imagine what our listeners are thinking. So, all right. Well, thank you from whoever started that whole tirade. So. Who else has an email they want to read? I have one. I haven't read one yet. We'll finish up the show with this email. All right. This comes from Eileen. I'm currently considering joining Podcast Cruise 3.0. Yes, I need need to decide quickly, but I'm hesitating for a couple of reasons, and I hope you can help. This will be our first. Sure I can. We've closed it out, so. Oh. There you go. (laughs) So they can't. Next. She can wait list. I think she's she's wait list, and I think she actually got into the, on the podcast. Podcast cruise because somebody not booked. But go ahead. Let's answer her questions anyway. Okay. The podcast cruise sounds very social, and my husband and I are not overly social people. Nice, yes. Outgoing, no. Welcome, are, to, welcome to the club. Are they as much like a giant party as they sound? <laughs> no, you know what? It really depends on uh, who. You know, it, it, it can be if you want it to be, but it doesn't have to be. Um, there are people who keep to themselves and just you know kind of make a couple of friends or whatever. Uh, there are people who know each other from the boards, and it's a larger group when they get on the ship. But there's no, it's not all or nothing. I mean, there's different different shades of, of, of gray uh, in terms of that. So I And think, there's enough intimate areas where oh, yeah. you yeah, could you just be a watch. You can just watch. Look, you know, no Another one's reco- band that Max likes, intimate yeah. areas. <laughs> no, one's required, no one's required to do anything on a podcast cruise. You right. can spend all of it in your stateroom if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we do all these different events, and presumably, I mean, you're not paying any more to be on this cruise just because it's a podcast cruise. It's the same price you would have paid if we weren't doing right. it. Right. But, you know, there are all these extra things we do. If you want to join, join in. You can join in. You don't have to. Um, you usually see one of us, some of us, floating around the ship. Say hello. Definitely say hello. If that's the extent of the experience you want, that's cool. I also find that people of like minds and like personality tend to gather together. Yeah. So there are going to be people that you might click with who are a little more laid back, a little more casual, and just sort of hang out with them, as opposed to people who are out dancing every night and drinking. Right. So it's. And our second question is: um, We have two kids. The oldest would turn eleven on the cruise, and the youngest would just be under two. Is a cruise an appropriate family vacation, given the age difference of the boys? Wonder if we wouldn't be better off sticking to Walt Disney World vacations for now, where they have the baby swap and such to help out. I know the cruise has the kids club for the older one and the nursery for the little one, but I would like to be able to vacation as a family for much of this trip. Thank you for helping me make my decision. You can use that as much or as little as you want. Right. Yeah. If you want time without 
what I find is with my two kids, two girls, I would put one in, in the kids, put Stella in the kids club and have time with Grace or vice versa. Grace would be off doing her thing and I have a special time with Stella. At some point during, mo- during the day, we'd all get together and have time together as a family. Because it'll be hard to keep your 11-year-old out of the kids club. just going to say the same thing. Once they get Once in the kids club, it. it's hard to get them out. Yeah. Uh, it's a good balance, though. I mean, I'm as saying, much or like, as little. You know, yeah. She can't expect them not to do it. Right. Exactly. So I think it's a perfect vacation for a family. Uh, Disney Cruise Line makes it appropriate for all age levels, I think. Yeah. They do. They do. I agree. It's my personal favorite Disney vacation to, to date. All right. Well, thank you for that, Teresa. Thanks, everybody, for your emails and your voicemails. We appreciate it. That is going to do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it, and we will be back with you again next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes.